Welcome to This Risen Existence with Paula Gooder, a weekly meditation for the Easter season. Luke 24, 13-17 and 29-32 Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognising him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. After this, Jesus began to talk to the disciples, to explain to them everything about himself, expounding the scriptures. Eventually, they got to Emmaus. And we pick up the story as they try to persuade Jesus to stay with them. They urged him strongly, saying, stay with us, because it's almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognised him and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked to us on the road, while he was opening the scripture to us? In this podcast, we turn our attention to Luke 24 and the story of the road to Emmaus. I don't think I'm alone in having this as my absolute favourite of all the resurrection appearances. That story of the two disciples who were going on their way from Jerusalem, miserable and deeply disappointed only to be transformed by their encounter with the risen Christ. Have you ever been caught in the middle of someone else's argument and not known quite what to do? Do you intervene, walk away, change the subject or let it run its course? Jesus, it appears, had no such problems. The well-loved story of the meeting on the road to Emmaus tells us of two disciples who on the day of Jesus' resurrection decided to return home to a little-known village, Emmaus. As they went, they were in deep discussion. Or maybe they were having a real row. The words that Luke uses to describe what they were doing increase with intensity. We start with conversing, the word translated talking in verse 14 and again in 15. When Luke uses conversing a second time in verse 15, he adds another word, disputing or debating. The heat is clearly a little higher and the conversation more fervent. But when Jesus asked them what they were doing in verse 17, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? Actually, in Greek, another word is used. It is the word antiballo, which comes from the Greek word to throw against and was used in Greek literature to describe people throwing things at each other or at a target in the gymnasium or games. The implication to my mind then is that Jesus has come across the two disciples in the middle of a full-blown argument. As so often in Luke, we're left to use our imaginations to fill in the gaps. What were they arguing about? Why were they leaving Jerusalem at all if they'd heard the account of Jesus' resurrection? Who were they? We don't know, but I can't help wondering whether the few clues that Luke does give us suggest that this is a married couple in the midst of a marital argument. Apart from anything else, it's worth remembering that these two lived in the same house in Emmaus. One of the disciples is named Cleopas, an abbreviation of the longer name Cleopatros, 
and might have been the Greek version of the Hebrew name Clopas. This is important because we know of a Clopas from John's Gospel, where one of the women standing near the cross is revealed to be Mary, wife of Clopas. If for a moment we allow ourselves a flight of fancy, it is just possible that the two that Jesus meets are Clopas and Mary, arguing about what has happened and about why they're leaving Jerusalem right at that very moment. As so often, Luke provides us with just the bare bones of the story, because the identity of the two on the road is not the main point. The main point is that when Jesus asks them in verse 17 what they were arguing about, they stood gloomily. The Greek word communicates a certain sullenness. But when they returned to Jerusalem at the end of the story, they ran as fast as their legs would take them, talking about how their hearts burned within them. The risen Christ stepped into the heart of their argument, transforming them from being sullen and worn down by their disappointment into people filled with energy and enthusiasm. This is the kind of conflict resolution that all of our communities, both local and global, so desperately need right now. A resolution that, in the person of Christ, meets us on the way, breaks into our arguments and transforms our sullen misery to joyful enthusiasm. In this story, one of the factors that caused the disciples' transformation was their act of hospitality. The act of welcoming a stranger into the home, caring for them, protecting them and sending them on their way lies at the heart of many stories, not only in the Bible, but in Greek and Latin mythology too. Indeed, there grew up a widespread tradition that it was essential to welcome strangers because they might be angels in disguise. See, for example, Hebrews 13.2. The story of meeting Jesus on the road to Emmaus has points of overlap with this tradition, though they come in reverse. In most stories that you find about welcoming angels, the stranger is welcomed, and once hospitality has been received, a revelation happens. That tells the host something that they had not known previously. In this story, this is turned on its head. The revelation itself takes place on the road, and before they even reach Emmaus, Jesus explains the scriptures to them. When they reach their house, they urge Jesus to stay, but once they sit to eat, Jesus takes over as host. When the moment of recognition occurs, it becomes as clear to the two disciples as it has always been to us, the readers, that the stranger on the way was in fact not a stranger at all, but their dearest friend. Often much is made of the fact that the disciples only recognised Jesus when he performed the action of breaking bread, something he did with his followers over and over again during his lifetime. This is indeed a key to the story. It was in Jesus' action, not just in his words, that recognition took place. The action of breaking bread, however, only became possible because first the disciples had offered Jesus hospitality. As they travelled with Jesus to Emmaus, Jesus offered to them the untold riches of his own interpretation of scripture. But the disciples were only able to realise the significance of this when they reached out to offer Jesus food and shelter. Only when they sought to give to him could they truly receive what he offered. It is the paradox of true hospitality, that in giving we receive, and in welcoming strangers we find friendship, and that in meeting the needs of a stranger, Jesus himself meets with us.
In our next podcast, we leave behind the gospel accounts of Jesus's resurrection and turn our attention to the Pauline tradition and have a look at the way in which the Pauline epistles explore the notion of resurrection and what it means for us as Christians. You've been listening to This Risen Existence with Paula Gooder, brought to you by Fortress Press. Paula's books are available at your favorite bookstore, online or down the street.